Hello, listeners of Take Talks. Today, I have the pleasure and honor of speaking with Martin Joseph, President and CEO of 360 IT Partners. Um, I'm especially excited to speak with Martin today because uh, they are celebrating their 25th anniversary of serving the 757 Hampton Roads community. So, Martin, thank you so much for joining me. I, this is really cool. I've never been to your offices, so uh, uh, this is a first for me. Thanks, Ted. Yeah. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you. So, I'm going to jump right in. Um, you, you're the founder, you're the president, you're the CEO. Um, so, 25 years ago, you're, you start an IT company. Yeah. So, what uh, how did that get started? I mean, what was the what was the, the the motivation to start your own business? Yeah, it was it was funny. I was I was a uh, struggling college student. I actually you know put myself through college at Norfolk State University. Um, I was getting I was getting um, looked at by some Division three schools to play football for them. I was quarterback at Green Run uh, High School, and there was just no scholarship money for me to play in Division three, and I couldn't afford to go to school. Um, so. Anyway, I was I was found, I was working my way through Farm Fresh, um, and uh, you know going to school at Norfolk State at the same time, and and uh, you know my father had some serious health issues, and and so I was living with my dad, and I was having to contribute and go to school full time, yeah. and then you know working my way at Farm Fresh, I I had met a man who uh, used to come in and get eggs and milk and bread every night, oh, and I wow. asked him what he did. And he, and he said he had a, had a company called Micro Marketing. And I said, really, marketing? I said, I'm a marketing major in college. What are you marketing? I don't know why. And he says, well, we're actually, you know, repairing computers. And I said, computer repair, huh? He says, yeah. And um, so anyway, you know, I, I thought about it for a while, and I decided to take, take some time and go visit him in his office. And he showed me around, and we had a conversation, and we really hit it off together. And and about a, another week later, I, I approached him, you know, back in his office again, and I said, "Hey, I got an idea. I'd really like to help you grow your business. Oh, you know, cool. what do you think um, about, you know, bringing me on? You teach me everything there is to know about computers, and uh, you know, I'll help you grow your company." And so, he said, "Let's do it." And uh, so that was the beginning of my, you know, foot in the door in the IT wow. industry. Wow. And so this was a time when the IBM Selectric typewriter was being replaced by the 8086 computer, an 8-bit okay. processor. Oh, wow. So this is like in the mid-80s. Yeah. You know, I was right at the entry level of, of the uh, PC revolution. Um, and, you know, it was just at that time starting to be adopted, you know, in small, medium businesses. Yeah. And uh, so timing was perfect. So anyway, flash forward about three and a half years later, you know, I, um, I'm able to get my degree in college. Um, and I sit down and I help help the company grow pretty significantly. All while you're in school. Yes, while wow. I'm in school. So wow. we went we went from a, you know, a very small like maybe 1,200 foot office space, you know, next to Haynes Furniture, yeah, tucked away out of nowhere, <laughs> to like a 3,000 you know square foot retail store space on Virginia Beach Boulevard with visibility, uh -huh. and um, so. Anyway, I, I took um, I took my mentor to lunch, and, and I said, hey, listen, you know, I've helped you grow your company. I've got my degree now. Can you make this a little bit more lucrative for me? And he said, well, you know, I'm really happy with the way things are. Yeah. And so I said, okay, and let it go at that. So that Monday morning, 
his his middle son Jim shows up to the office who who was working at the upholstery shop. Okay. And really didn't have any you know computer or business knowledge. Yeah. And they announced that Jim was now the president of the company. And oh so wow! I saw the writing on the wall, <laughs> and uh, you know I I didn't have any you know I wasn't upset about it. I mean I I mean I I like Jim and I I you know I like yeah. the family and they were great people. But wow. I realized that that I I was going to have to make a move. Yeah. So. Uh, about a week later, I get a call from uh, a client of mine named Tom, and Tom was working, you know, for a government contracting company, oh, okay. uh, and he was the, kind of their purchasing guy, you know, buying buying computer computer infrastructure, and yeah, and so you know, I was a sales guy, and he calls wow. me, he says, "Hey, I want to start a computer business, and I want you to be my business partner." Wow. And I said, "Wow." Absolutely. I didn't even hesitate. I said, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I had not, you know, I had been relying on myself, you know, all the way up into that time. And yeah. in the meanwhile, you know, I lost my dad. Um, so I was on my own, wow. you know, and, I, and the only thing I had was, was basically me to worry about. Yeah. And I knew I could make my, I could make my way. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, I put my notice in and uh, Tom and I started, we actually had another guy named Martin. Who, who was kind of help, helped us get started as well. Um, and this company was called Tomar Computer, Inter Tomar Management Corporation. Okay. Uh, and then we started um, a retail store called Computer Station. Yes, yeah, I remember, remember that. that? Yes. Yeah, this is back in the 90s, right? So we were over in Greenbrier, Computer Station. And, uh, you know, we were, we were doing well for about five years. We sold a lot of computers to, like, school systems. We, okay. had, some, we had some pretty major, like, um, corporations that we were providing computers for wow. you know um, so we were doing pretty well um, and and then there was a there was an inflection point where you know Tom came from the government contracting world um, you know and he really felt like we had a great shot at getting this huge government contract okay and um, you know we we borrowed a bunch of money yeah uh, had to start ramping up for the project uh, and the contract never came so it really, it really kind of drove wow. a wedge in, in our partnership, and and you know I took at that time we reassessed where we were, and so you know I took a piece of the company that that really you know I knew best, yeah, um, with with some key employees that would help me run that, and gotcha. so I've started a new corporation in 1995, okay. 25 years ago, wow, and you know had the momentum. You know, because because we already had some established business in place, yeah. had some established workforce in place. You know, so it was just a matter of me modifying my business model gotcha. um, and really starting to begin to focus on business clients. Gotcha. And so um, that was really you know how it all started. Wow. Yeah. So you've you've essentially been an entrepreneur from day one. Yeah. I mean, that's all you really ever Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Wow. Sure. That's that's pretty impressive. It's um, the. Uh, it's not often that you find somebody that, I mean, granted you've worked w with and for some people, but to have been your own boss for such a, such an extensive part of your entire career yeah. is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. And um, I tell you what, one, one thing that, that really, I think made a difference for me was, um, you know, I had, I had the core business classes, you know, that I, that I was able to get in college, you know, yeah. marketing and accounting, accounting, especially, you know, knowing yeah. your numbers are so important. But also having the ability to work for a small company and wear a multitude of different hats really gave me the confidence of understanding, you know, what needed to be done, yeah. how it needed to be done, you know. So that that really was a huge advantage for me, yeah. you know, because I, I had immersed myself in this in this you know other you know start the the technology company so much yeah. 
that you know I knew how to wear a bunch of different hats. Yeah. So whether it was, you know, purchasing or sales or, you know, writing checks and doing some some accounting. Yeah. You know, I was involved in it. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Well, in reviewing a, a lot of the background on the company, um, the one thing I'll I'll give you a lot of credit for, whether it's you, your team, um, how you manage the company is you have been recognized, uh, I can't, I mean, I, I don't know how many different times, but extensively over the last several years. And when you look through, a lot of it kind of falls between kind of that 2010 to, to present time block as far as things like being recognized as best places to work, um, inside businesses recognized you, uh, Virginia businesses recognized you, you were, I believe, the Chamber of Small Business of the Year, uh, award winner um, in 2013. So from 1995 to say 2010, when, when a lot of this started to come in, what was the catalyst for not only the growth of the business, but also your willingness to really put the company out there in the market from the standpoint of, of doing such a great job of being a great place to work, a great place to do business, a, a, a great, um, uh, business for the community of Hampton Roads per se so what was the catalyst to that or what was there a, was there a point at which you just went you know we need to be more involved or is it just more a matter of we've now been able to grow enough that we can do things that we wanted to do you know I think it's uh it, it is a bit of a timeline story we um for a long time from from 1995 through 2008 we were focused on doing what we call break, fix, and project work. Okay, um, and that was a that was a really difficult business model um, because it was not predictable at all. Um, and then the the other challenge that we faced were was with our business clients. They felt like we were really managing their networks, and when in fact we were just reacting when they said that there was a problem. Um, and that is not a very good way to be able to manage, you know, a network, you know, yeah. just reacting to thinking that there's a problem. Yeah. In today's world, you've, you've got to get a, ahead of, you know, all these cybersecurity threats. You've got to make sure you've got a good backup and disaster recovery plan. Gotcha. You know, in, in order to do that, it, it really requires, you know, a, a team of, of dedicated and knowledgeable people yeah. that, that really are focused on being able to put these businesses in best practices. Gotcha. And so what we did is, um, and we, we changed from, from what we call a break-fix model to a managed services model, gotcha. you know, where we truly become the IT department as a service for small and medium business clients. Gotcha. We had another inflection point in 2004. There was a, um, there was a competitor in the marketplace called CompuGeek. Yeah, that we I had, remember that. We had yep. acquired CompuGeek. Um, okay. Joe Barnes uh, became a part of our team in 2004. Uh, he stayed on board with us for, for uh, you know, three years, um, and we were able to kind of help him, him uh, you know, manage and grow his client base, uh, uh, which was really good. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was a real growth inflection point for us as well. It really yeah. helped us, you know, grow the business. Uh, so that was a great inflection point. And then and I'd say the other inflection point for us was when, you know, we survived 2008, which is the worst <laughs> recession of, of yep. uh, you know, of our, our time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we had been profitable as a business ever since we, we were founded in 95, but, you know, we had a, only a $6,000 loss, which I thought was a wow. win in 2008. Oh yeah. You know, considering there was a lot of businesses that just went out of business. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And that, that was a time when we decided to, to you know, change our business model. Yeah. Um, and you know, by, by having clients sign up with us you know, as a managed services provider, you know, we were able to really provide the level of services that we needed to. Gotcha. It was um, it was predictable in the way that we're we're a flat rate service for IT. Oh, okay. um, and so, you know, as we continue to grow our clients, um, you know, we were able to grow grow our our revenues and the project work gotcha. that we're doing. Yeah, that it's interesting because the company I came from uh, with Tidewater Home Funding before I joined the chamber, being a mortgage company, we went through the same thing in two thousand eight and and they're celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. And it's, it's interesting to see how, I think 2008 for so many small and medium-sized businesses in the Hampton Ridge community and throughout the country, but who, if they were able to get through that, it was kind of one of those, if we can get through this, we can get through anything. Yeah, um, and it was really kind of a weeding out. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing against any business who maybe didn't make it through that, but. But for those who did, I think a lot of us came out stronger on the back end. Um, it forced us to really look at so many parts of our business that um, you, you, you had to go through it with a fine tooth comb and say, where are we spending our money? Why are we spending our money? And is it, is it best use, best use of our time, best use of our resources? Um, but I think 10 years later, I mean, it's easy to say that now, but when you do look back and say, you know, it really it was a catalyst for helping us do business better yeah. um, and focus on the things that really needed to be the, the priority for it. Um, and, and I think there's a, there's a level of pride for businesses like you, like, like Tidewater, like so many of the, those companies, those young companies at the time that we look back now and go, you know what, we, we, we did ourselves right during yeah. that time period. And, 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 and it just, to me, it feels that much better when you look back and go, yeah, we, that that was pretty cool. I mean, it it was rotten at the time, but it but was not fun. It's uh, yeah. it's great to look back now. You know, there's one other thing I wanted to I wanted to kind of you know talk about as a as a point regarding our catalyst for success. Uh, there is a group locally called Entrepreneurs Organizations, yeah. and um, referred to as EO, and it's a global organization. Um, has been around for for well over thirty years, and um, you know. The, the chapter that we have locally has, has been a, a tremendous um, help to to my entrepreneurial growth and success. Yeah. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur can be a little lonely at times. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's really no like guidebook that you can go to. Yeah. Um, although there are a lot of great business books out there, but you know, having you know the ability to be able to share experiences with other members and understanding what their experiences has been and, and yeah. what lessons that they've learned. Uh, and have them share those lessons with you has been yeah. tremendous. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a great group. We we partnered with them this year uh, in large part to you making some introductions and and um, there it is a really exceptional group of professionals um, with an, an incredible level of knowledge in so many different ways um, that I I can only imagine being in the room with with that many great minds from an entrepreneurial standpoint is, is pretty impressive. Um, it's easy just to sit back, keep your mouth shut and just listen because there's just such a wealth of knowledge coming from them. So, um, so <clears throat> some of the biggest challenges, obviously 2008 was a challenge in itself, mm -hmm. but as an entrepreneur coming up and, and, and managing things on your own, um, other than 
say market things that come up like a like the collapse in 08 what have you found to be some of the biggest challenges as an entrepreneur um, uh, not just within the industry but just as someone trying to run your own business on a day-to-day it all boils down to people yeah so you know IT in, in the current market that we're in now yeah. there's actually negative unemployment in IT Wow. Meaning that there, there are more demand for IT jobs than there are people being able to work them. Wow. And so, you know, the, the award, like, best places to work is something that we covet very highly. Um, and and it, is, it is not an easy award to win because the, the, the narratives and the surveys and, and everything that's involved in it, um, yeah. it's not just a popularity contest. I mean, the, the yeah. people that are judging these awards have some very strict criteria. Yeah. And, you know... I think that it's important for for, uh, for people who have technology skills, they want to be able to work somewhere where they have an amazing culture, yeah. that they feel they feel like they're they're you know bought in, that they're part of something that's important to them, um, and I feel like we've been able to build that culture here. Yeah. Um, and so my biggest challenge is really finding finding people who fit our culture, that are also qualified to be able to work in our industry. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for me right now, workforce development and being able to find, you know, people who can continue to, we can continue to hire so that we can continue to grow is really important. Yeah. There's been times where we've literally had to cut off the marketing engine because, you know, <laughs> we, we, we want to make sure we can serve our clients and yeah. we have to find the balance between being staffed right and yeah. being able to serve the needs of our client. Yeah. So that's a part of that's a part of our quality control that we have to be sensitive about. Yeah. Well, and in a consumer-based economy, customer service is big in general. But but in in something like IT, um, it's it's always I needed to have it fixed yesterday. Right. right. <laughs> it's all there's always, always it's yeah. I mean I, I'm down and if I don't get up yeah. I'm doing business. So so how have you managed because it's it's not only having the professionals who know how to fix something or how to correct something but it's managing the customer service side of it as well because of the fact that very seldom are you ever called when someone's like happy and things right. are going perfect that never happens they're all upset yeah. they're stressed yeah, out sure. so so it's one thing to know the technical side of it, but how have you managed to bring on people that are not only good at the technical side, but also the customer service side? Well, it's, you know what, so we, we are, we just have great people. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, the people that we hire are just, you know, they're, they're smart uh, and they're also, you know, empathetic. You yeah. know, one of the, one of the core values of, of our, you know, core purpose and values are, is that we care. Yeah. You know, so we really care about our clients. We care when they go down. Um, what we feel is our, our real strength is that, um, you know, we do have, you know, a pretty large team, you know, mm -hmm. for an IT company. Yeah. You know, we're about 50 employees. Uh, and, you know, we have the resources to be able to respond to our clients when, when there's an emergency. And, and I'm very specific about saying our clients. Yeah. You know, we're, we're only built to be able to provide services for companies that enter into a contract with us. Okay. So we, we're, not, we're not built to be able to handle, you know, um, somebody calling us, you know, as an emergency that's not a client of ours. Yeah. 
So, yeah. so we're built specifically to be able to service our clients. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and you talked about workforce, mm -hmm. um, and and I want to give you a shout out because um, when I joined the chamber a couple years ago, you were uh, chair elect, and and last year was the uh, uh, the chair of the Hampton Roads Chambers Board. Um, thank you for your service. I enjoyed um, it. It was a lot for of fun. those who who aren't familiar or haven't been in that position, especially as a regional chamber, the the ask for someone to be a chair of a chamber of our size and a community of our size is, I think, a lot greater than anyone really realizes. It's not just showing up at some state of the cities, having lunch, shaking some hands and moving on. I mean, there, there's a lot of time and effort put into that. So thank you for the time you've given. Um, but to that point, what what was the catalyst for what what is it about that that you I believe you you've worked with was it Lions Club? Yes, Lions. Um, you've mm -hmm. been involved with that. You're, you're a big part of entrepreneurs organization. Mm -hmm. You're a big part of the chamber. So <clears throat> obviously, you've got the entrepreneur spirit. But what what is it in your DNA that also got you so involved from a from a volunteer and a leadership and a philanthropic standpoint I um I, I really believe in this business community and you know I'm very passionate about you know wanting to get involved in our community and, and see our region grow uh, I know the potential that we have as a region I think we're a sleeping giant yeah. um, and I feel like you know there are um, a lot of other entrepreneurs out there that that feel the same way um, and that, you know, if we can continue to just, you know, push forward on, on bringing, you know, big economic development as well as continuing to grow, you know, our entrepreneurial ecosystem, yeah. that eventually, you know, we'll, we'll be able to build that arena. You know, we might be able to attract a major league sports team here to our, to our region. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all of us coming together as business people and, and the chamber is probably the best you know, conduit for us to be able to be strong, you know, as a business community to be heard. Um, and, you know, when when I was asked to be, um, you know, the small business chair of, of the regional chamber, it was a big honor for me. Yeah. Um, little did I know I'd be on track to be in the leadership. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I was, um, you know, it, it's, it's something I'm very proud of. I, I, I had so much fun serving. Um, and, and you're right, you know, we have a very dynamic chamber here in our region. Um, we have five-star accreditation, which is extremely rare for any chamber to get. Yeah. Um, the leadership in our chamber is fantastic, and, and you've been doing a fantastic job Thank yourself you. growing Thank the chamber. You. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, as, as the, uh, you know, VP of membership. So yeah. you're doing a great job for us, Dad. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it has been, it's been an absolute pleasure for the last couple of years to, to get the opportunity to to your point, to be part of a, a regional voice. Um, and I think uh, the biggest pleasure I have is simply the ability to work with such a diverse group of membership. Absolutely. Um, I mean, every single day, if not every single hour of my day is dealing with a, a different business partner, a different industry, different uh, different topics, everything. And, and that is, um, it's uh, I drink an awful lot of coffee, but <laughs> to keep up with it. But it's uh, but it's absolute pleasure. So, um, so what do you see? And and this is a an especially um, relevant time for this type of of questioning from the standpoint of what's going on with the the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you're starting to see companies that are asking their employees to stay home, mm -hmm. they're working remote. Um, so one of the questions I had set up before we talked, and now I'm kind of tweaking it a little bit is, what, what not only do you see of the future of IT and especially within the business community and the workplace, but um, is some of that timeline now mu moving up? I mean, do you now have companies that are calling going, okay, I thought we were prepared for mm -hmm. the future. I yeah. thought we were prepared for remote working, sure. but oh, oh my gosh, now what do we do? Yeah. Well, I think I think there's been a lot of uh, progress done already there. You know, yeah. cloud computing is starting. You know, or, or has become, you know, a, a very common, you know, accepted, you know, practice. You yeah. know, with with services like Office 365 and Salesforce, and you know, you can do online banking, and you know, all these things are really are really kind of helping drive that remote workforce. Um, as well as you know, you know the fact that we're a technology company. You know we already have those capabilities. Yeah. You know we want to we want to be able to set our clients up to give them those capabilities as well. And I think it's a matter of us you know being agile to be able to meet their needs. You know in, in certain times of, of I'm not going to call this a crisis. Yeah. Um, but however it, it is a concern. Yeah. Um, and and I think that we we've got to be resilient, you know, when it comes to being able to respond to them and, and understand what their needs are, and deliver technology that's going to give them the outcome that they need to be able to continue to operate. Gotcha, gotcha. And and because the the, the core of the infrastructure is there, are you finding that for most businesses, if they aren't in in the exact position they needed to be to function. Um, as fluidly as they'd like to right now, do you find that most companies are at least now far enough along with their IT that it's not such a huge jump, it's more of an incremental jump to kind of be where they need to be? I think it depends on the client. Yeah. And, and I think it depends on how much they are willing to invest in the technology. Gotcha. You know, we're, we're finding that our best clients are the ones that will take our advice and yeah. take our recommendations, not because we're trying to make more money, because we're trying to give them, you know, a a real outcome of, of business success. Yeah. You know, we're putting those disaster recovery plans in place for them. Yeah. You know, we, we're providing, you know, uh, backup services that are disaster recovery backups. Gotcha. Um, and some of these services will allow them to work remotely, um, you know, through their backup server. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, you know, we've got, a, a, we're making a lot of progress, you know, if it's a newer client, you know, it may take time for us to get them in alignment with our best practices, but yeah. eventually, you know, we're going to get them there based on, you know, their budget and their timeline. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, I really appreciate your time today. Um, the, uh, you and I could talk for hours <laughs> and I would be perfectly happy. Um, but I know you've got work to do. Uh, I've got uh, work to do. Um, but before we wrap up, I do want to make sure I give the listeners, um, if they are interested in reaching out to learning more, um, uh, learning about your team, about 360 IT Partners, what's the best way to, to reach your team or you? I'd say through the website. You know, okay. Go out to 360ITPartners.com. Okay. Um, we have a, a contact us you know, that's prominent right in the center of 
the homepage. And, gotcha. you know, that is, that is probably the, the most common way that people reach out to us is okay. through our website. Perfect. And, uh, you can also say that you heard, heard about us through tag talks. <laughs> there you go. You, there, there's your plug. So, well, thank you again. Uh, I, I so appreciate the, the opportunity to, uh, to talk to you. I mean, I, I have the pleasure of getting to see you quite often and, and it's been, like I said, I, I, uh, I'm grateful for the time that you, you've given to the chamber. I'm grateful for your partnership and your friendship over the last couple of years and, and um, both through the chamber and through EO. So um, keep up the good work and uh, thanks again. Thanks, Ted. All right. Appreciate you.